You're listening to St. Pius X Catholic Church in Lafayette, Louisiana. Thank you for joining us. So recently, I needed to go to confession. When I got in, I said, I think I committed the sin of vanity. I was asked, why do you think this? I said, every morning, I look in the mirror and I tell myself how handsome I am. That's not the punchline, so, but. Well, then Father Poirier told me, then Father Poirier told me, Sammy, you being handsome, you thinking you're handsome isn't a sin. It's just delusional. <laughs> so our readings today begin with the Ecclesiastes diatribe against those whose lives resolve around meaningless goals. Vanity of vanities, all things are vanity. People work hard for things that just pass away. It's all in vain. In our gospel, Jesus tells a parable about a farmer. His goal is to be rich. Notice that Jesus didn't say that him being rich was the sin, that he was evil for being rich. He called him a fool because what he did and wanted to do with his treasures. And when he has far more than what he needs, he just wants to store it for another day for himself. And then he dies that very night. The readings are asking us to consider our priorities in life. For what reason do we work so hard? Of course, we work hard to provide for our families. This is important, but what's the priority? Why do we work so hard for our families? We want a decent home. We want food to care for those who live in that home. We want to provide for the children's, our children's future and our futures. Why do we do all these things? I'm sure we would all agree that the basic goal we have is to allow our children to be raised in a house full of love, true love, sacrificial love. That must be our basic goal for ourselves as well. We have to grow in the love of the Lord, expressed in the way according to our vocation in life, whether that's a vocation to single, to married life, religious, or ordained. The problem is that we often forget our priorities in life and put all of our energy on attaining those things that are really not lasting goals. We work so hard for something we always wanted once we have it, we do enjoy it for a while, and then we work hard for the next thing. We often work in vain. What is a successful life? Is a person's life successful if he or she is making a good salary? Is success predicated on salary? This is the way our society calculates success. But are they correct? What about a marriage? What makes a marriage successful? Is a marriage successful because a man and a woman have been together for 20, 30, 40, or even 50 years and have avoided divorce? Marriage anniversaries are important, but do they point to the success of the marriage or just to its longevity? The readings for today force us to take a closer look at the whole concept of success. In today's gospel, the man is convinced that he is a success 
because he's a rich farmer. What should he do now that he has succeeded in harvesting more grain that he can store? He's going to build another silo. When he suddenly dies, his success remains here, and he goes on to God empty-handed. You know there's a reason why you never find a luggage rack on the roof of a hearse. The whole mindset that success is predicated on salary is based on a fallacy that was very clear in the first reading. Vanity of vanities, all things are vanity. A doctor is not successful if he or she has a prosperous practice. They're successful if they become the healing hands of Christ for the sick. A lawyer is successful not if he or she is part of a profitable firm, but if he or she uses their knowledge and talent to do good for people in the community or just be just. How can we determine if a marriage is successful? A marriage is successful if the man and the woman are better people, more loving people, because of their marriage. The sacrament of marriage is celebrated when the husband and wife become the means of salvation for each other. It was a beautiful day in San Antonio for the Special Olympics. Nine children lined up for the 100-yard dash. The gun sounded and the race was off. But only a few yards into the race, one of the children fell and began to cry. For some reason, the other children did not understand the world's concept of competition and success and getting ahead and taking advantage when a competitor was down. The other eight children stopped running and came back to their fallen friend. They lifted him up together, arm in arm, and they went over the finish line. The audience was in absolute awe, and they rose to their feet in applause. For a fleeting moment, these children showed us what the kingdom of God is like. They showed us the true definition of being rich in God and how to be a Christian success. The concept of success accepted by most of society is a fallacy. Success is not predicated on what we have, what honors we receive, what job we hold. Success is predicated on how each of us is becoming more and more <clears throat> the reflection of God in the image we've been created. Let me take this one step, one infinite step farther. Success is predicated on our, our ability to assume the person of Jesus Christ. The personality of a Christian is so entwined with the person of Jesus Christ that Christ and the Christian must be one. This is, this is a completely different way of considering success. When you get caught up with society's definition of success, just think back to those children competing in the Special Olympics. That is success. Success is not a present reality. It is a goal, the goal of the Christian life. This goal will be reached when every aspect of our lives reflects the person of Jesus Christ. This is being rich in God. This is a success. All else is just vanity. Thank you.